a good dinner of Shabbos, a good dinner of Yontif, a good dinner of Kvittel, a good dinner of Yor. We a very exciting time. We just freshly had Kaparo cleansed, and we're going into a very exciting time. Zman Simchasenu, we're about to sit in the divine shade in Silad Mehemenusa. Definitely a wonderful time to connect and to be Davik in Kadesh Baruch Hu, in the mitzvahs, and all of the Kedusha that lies ahead of us. A tremendous thanks to Naftali and Figi Weinberg of North Woodman, New York, for sponsoring this week's publication and this week's shir. May the Torah be a merit as for a Ilu Neshama of Brian Delbas of Baruch, Rabbi Yaakov ben Yehuda Aryeh, Rabbi Avram ben Shmuel, Brian Delea Bas Naftali, and Eliezer ben Chaim Elio. May the Neshama Samen Elio. Additionally, I want to thank our corporate sponsors, Ari Zaltz of the Haas and Zaltz Law Firm, Ari Adlerstein of Meridian Health, and Yuri Lieber of Bluestone Brokerage. For future dedications, please reach out to myself at 845-367-2959. There are many aspects, many elements, many mitzvahs that we could focus on and many different which we could give over, but unfortunately the time is limited. So I'd like to focus on the two, perhaps, main elements of Sukkot, that is, the actual sukkah and the dal minim. In terms of the sukkah, we see in davening, we see in tehillim, that there's a tremendous connection between the sukkah and the midah, the inin of shalom. As we say in davening every night, we're talking to Hashem and we're saying, may you spread over us the shelter of your peace. And as well in Birkas Hamazan we say, may Hashem build sukkas shalom. May he be machzir, may he return the sukkas shalom. Melech, he says in tehillim, vahi v'shalim sukkah. And there was a sukkah of peace, also making this connection between the sukkah and the Indian, the Midah of Shalom. Sometimes we can get carried away with the preparations, with the hachanas, which is obviously vital. We need to do those preparations. We have to build the sukkah. We have to cook. We have to clean. And sometimes you get swept up with all those preparations. And it's hard to be on the highest level of Shalom. And we walk into the sukkah the first night after all of the preparations and hustle and bustle. And we just sit down. You have to remember, the Indian is Shalom. Chazal tell us, sukkas Shalom. This is a place, this is an edifice of shalom, of peace, of harmony. There's a story with the Chafetz Chaim that highlights this Indian, this connection between sukkah and shalom. And I think it's so important because dafka at a time where it's so hectic. But we have to remember that when we come in, we have to be a menucha. One time, the Chafetz Chaim was building his sukkah. This was when he was married for his second time, the second Rebetzin. The Chafetz Chaim built the sukkah once on one side of the courtyard or his yard. And the Rebetzin said, you know what? I think it will look nicer on the other side. So this after the Chafetz Chaim, an old man, already at the end of his life. He already put together the whole thing and he built it and he was happy. Rebbeton said, move it. He said, okay. He took down the entire thing. He dismantled it and rebuilt it on the other side of the yard. After all the hard work, Rebbeton comes again and says, you know what, Kvayda Rav, my husband, I'm sorry. But really, after looking at it at second glance, you know, I think it was nicer in the first place. Without batting an eyelash, the Chofetz Chaim went right back again, dismantled the entire sukkah and rebuilt it for the third time in the place where the Rebetzin thought would look nicer. This story underscores the value, the essence of Shalom. We're talking about the Chavetz Chaim over here, the one who wrote the Mishnah Bura, a Yid, a Tzaddik, was able to make a Chesh and Nefesh of 18 seconds unaccounted for for an entire year. Someone who had an unparalleled Chashivas regard for time. And what was he doing, Arif Sukkot? What was he doing before? He took his Sukkah down twice. He built it three times in the pursuit of Shalom, of Shalom Bayis, of making sure that his Rebbetzin was happy. We can't forget this. And when we sit in our sukkah, it's so important that even amongst all the hecticness and Mitzvah Shem should be filled with kids, happiness, guests, archim, whatever it is. And sometimes it can get overwhelming. But we mustn't forget the whole Indian is sukkah shalom. 
The Indian is Ufroisalinu Sukashlaimecha. We're asking Hashem to bring back, to spread over us a spreading of Shalom, of peace, Sukkah of Shalom. And Mr. Hashem, when we act upon this in the pursuit of Shalom, may Hashem bring back the ultimate Sukkah of the Binim Ba'ishlishi, the Meher Yomenu. In terms of the Esrig, the Dalminim, the Swarm tell us that there's a Hidr to have a bumpy Esrig. And the question is, what's the Pshad in this Minuk? What's the Pshad in this Hidr, in this glorification of the Mitzvah? That Rizal says that the Esrig is Doime Lelev, that the Esrig represents the heart. So isn't this ironic? The heart is something that we envision as something that's smooth, that's clean, Chalak, as they call it in Hebrew. So why would we have a bumpy Esrig to represent our heart? The Esrig should be nice and smooth if we want our hearts to be nice and smooth. So I once heard a beautiful Pshat from Moshe Weinberger. What's the whole point of our heart? While it is our ears that can actually hear words, but at the end of the day we all know that it's our heart that processes, that internalizes, and that ultimately can inspire us, can encourage us to go leaps and bounds, to flex like we've never imagined for others. Sometimes people come to us, we hear different causes, different things, and we can we can hear it, but sometimes when it gets processed in the right zone, in the right place, we do things that we never thought is within our capacity. But that's a kayach, that's a power that comes from the lave. Says of Moshe Weinberger, the reason why there's a hider in the mitzvah that an esrig should be bumpy is because the only way to truly connect and to be empathetic of the struggles and pain of other people is only when we first have a true understanding and we can embrace our own struggles, our own setbacks, our own quote-unquote bumps. When we understand, when we make room for our own flaws, for our own idiosyncrasies, for our own struggles, setbacks, failures, only then can we truly realize and be empathetic of the struggles and pain of others. That's why it's a hitter for it to be bumpy. Because only when we embrace and accept our own bumps of our hearts, it's only then that we can access the flex, the going leaps and bounds for others. Only then can the heart, can the lave function on such a high level to perform unbelievably chesed, maizim toivim, for another year, for another person. This is the pshat, the hider of the bumpy esrug. That's it for now. Stay tuned to Mirza Shem for more. I hope you all enjoyed, and I wish each and every one of you a chag kosher v'samech.